Today's episode of In the Garage is brought to you by the Track Guy Foundation. At the Track Guy Foundation, we are committed to bringing track and field and cross-country experiences to Iowa's youth. Thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you enjoy. And if you do, please drop us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. Again, thank you. Now, here's the show. Hey, I want to welcome everyone to the uh, Track Guy podcast and uh, a special guest uh, with us this week. Uh, four times a U.S. champion, three times in the 1500 and once in the mile, and 2004 Olympian, two-time world championship finalist, and maybe uh, in 2007 had one of the greatest uh, years in track and field that American has had, won the U.S. In indoor and outdoor titles that year, in the mile indoors, the 1500 outdoors. Uh, went to the Drake Relays and ran 351 and changed. That's still the fastest mile ever run in the month of April. And uh, and then and that broke Steve Scott's Drake Relays record. Well, then he comes back in July and runs 346.91 to break Steve Scott's 25-year-old American record of 347.69, and that record still stands. Alan Webb, welcome to the Track Guy podcast. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You know, your your career has uh, has gone full circle, so to speak, now that you're coaching at Arkansas Little Rock. But I want to touch a little bit more on that year of 2007. Uh, to win a U.S. title is a big deal, and you win both indoors and out and set the American record. And I would like to tell people it all started with uh, your race on the Blue Oval when you ran 351. And, and uh, but what was so special about that year? What set that year, 2007, apart from any other year in your career? Well, I mean, the, the results are what they are, what sort of speak for that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was just the coming together of the tools you need to run a fast mile, you know, like speed, endurance. Uh, the perfect combination. storm. Yeah, yeah, really, it really was. It really was. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I... I, I always did very well coming off of good base training cross country seasons. And it, th that year was sort of preceded by sort of almost like a full year of that, that type of sort of setup, so to speak. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I ran a great 10 K in, in 2006 and I, I got hurt after that. So I really didn't get a chance to kind of get, take advantage of that quote unquote fitness um, but then, you know, the next year I, we got back into that sort of classical schedule of having, you know, a base train, good base train in the fall. And then you, you start ramping things up indoors and you, you try to get the outdoor peak. And that's really what it was. It was not, not rocket science there, you know, just staying another year of being healthy full, all the way through, which I didn't get in 06. And, um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, you know, when a plan comes together, there's nothing any any better than that. And and as you know, you know, when so, so many times, especially at that level, so many different things can play into it. Here you travel to Belgium to get the the American record, and anything could have happened in, in that trip or or when you got there. So, the American record and Steve Scott's mark was that it was there for 25 years, you know, and yours for the taking. It was how long was that on your radar, so to speak, Alan? That that was something that you wanted to achieve was that a, a special goal in 2007 or like we just talked about it just it happened because it was it was time it was definitely a, a specific goal that year for sure uh for a number for a few reasons one as 
the season progressed, especially after Drake relays, you know, it became much more imminent, you know, and like the immediate presence. Once I, I, you know, I felt you could sort of feel your confidence building towards that. Um, but you know, my career had progressed naturally that way, you know, in 353 in high school. And then I pr- progressed in 2000, 2004 with some, you know, I ran, I, I ran 350 that year. And then the next year I just squeaked under 349. So, you know, if you're, if you're, even if you're a kid in high school, you're trying to, you, you run, 423 and then you want to break 420 you know it's sort of a natural progression there it was, it was the same thing and, and and uh so that's where that that goal became real that year and then even as the even as within that year as it progressed as well okay so let's talk about that high school career and you, you mentioned that just briefly and and how amazing that your career was the first uh, uh high schooler to break four minutes in the mile indoors you know, and you take down uh, Jim Bryant, Jim Ryan's sophomore record in 1999 by running uh, 4.06 and change. And then uh, 2001 was uh, pretty magical, you know, and, and, and Alan Webb all of a sudden is, uh, he's track and field, period, you know, and, and what you accomplished and, and, uh, and, and beating so many uh, heady marks. Uh, so in, in, at pre in 2001 in May, uh, you're in an outstanding field, and you take down Jim Ryan's record. Uh, is it was it the same scenario that that was the goal that day to, to to be the new high school record holder? That one actually was that the, that was not the specific goal that day. That time was it was more of like a generalized goal of just get better, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and so I my goal was really just to break four minutes again. Because I did it indoors, I ran three fifty nine eighty six. So I just got under four minutes. So our mentality was, hey, let's just just try to get a little better, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, but at that point, you try to understand that when you run just under four minutes, you know, anything under that, is, you're probably going to be a little better than that. So that was just that, that. That was how I approached that race. Just let's run your own race. Let's try to be under four minutes again, and that would be an amazingly successful day. Right. But I'd say I kind of had like a backlog of fitness that just hadn't shown yet. And yeah, I mean, it, it, that, you know, you, you watched the race and you, you clearly saw that. Yeah. When I was running four minute mile pace, I had a lot left, <laughs> you know, and I was able to kind of unload, um, unload that last lap. And, and so that's why that's, that's really what you saw there. Well, you, you had great closing speed and, uh, your range on the track is, is amazing from a, 143 and change in the 800 to 27 minutes and change in the 10k and uh, world-class times for everything in between uh in high school i i assume at see at some point you you probably ran on a four by four on occasion you know i mean you you've got to have good 400 speed if you're going to run uh, four sub 60s back to back to back so uh tell us a little bit about that what 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 were some of the races yeah i'm sure you didn't always race the mile in high school what else did you uh, your coach put you in. He 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 put me in some of those events for sure. You know, I definitely ran four by fours, and I loved doing it. Um, I loved running the eight hundred. Um, when it really came down to it, if you look back in my career, I was really an, a middle distance guy, an eight fifty, an eight hundred, eight hundred mile, eight hundred fifteen hundred miler. Those were my best events. I did run well in some longer events, but uh, in retrospect, I think that was. was became distracting to me later. Um, and I think it kind of 
led to me kind of falling quicker than I could have because I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Um, and, but I loved doing all that stuff. And we actually probably did, at least on the track, we probably did more of that than trying to go after some of the more distance races. Um, and I think that played into my, my strengths. You know, I love doing four by fours. I was the district champ in the 400. And, you know, and, and, you know, and I raced good guys too. I mean, my junior year with Ricky Harris, who went on to run, run, run at the run at, uh, in Florida, I got second to Ricky, his senior year, my junior year in the 400, you know, you know, he, he beat me, but yeah. You know, no, that's, hey, that, that's not bad. That's not all bad. Getting beat by Ricky Harris in the quarter. Exactly. Not, not bad. You know, I, I, I he, he couldn't jog it in, yeah. you know, I'm sure he had more left because he was, you know, he, he was obviously super mega talented, but you know, you know, the point was that, Hey, you know, I had no fear of, of just jumping in to, to both the speed stuff and, and the distance stuff. And I, I think that was, you know, if I had to kind of share a mentality um, to be a good miler, you got to, you have to like doing those aspects of training and you have to buy into that. You know, and if you look at all the top, all the top distance runners, I mean, even those five and 10 K guys, you got Mo Farah closing the 10 K and, you know, 51 or something like yes, that. Exactly. I mean, a fast runner is a fast runner, no matter what distance you're doing. You have to be fast. And so to buy, you have to buy into that concept, you know, and for, sometimes the distance runner gets, the, gets, gets sucked into only doing one thing and, and getting away from trying to really to truly be fast, you know, and, and, and I also was blessed with an amazing coach who nurtured that. And, and that, that was, that was how I, that was a huge reason for my success. And I owe it a ton to coach Roscoe for really developing me as that kind of well-rounded middle distance guy. This podcast is brought to you by Midwestern financial group an independent fiduciary advisor servicing the financial needs of those in the Midwest and beyond. If you want your money working as hard as you do, look us up at www.midwesternfinancial.com. Alan, how old were you or what grade were you in when uh, it came to, to you or, or your coach or somebody mentioned that, you know, hey, this you're you're special at this distance. You're you're very you got a lot of talent. You're special, and, and Jim Ryan's record could be yours someday. What what when did that you know when did any of those conversations or uh, any of that ever be spoken around you? That sophomore year, it, it all it all it's it really the level of my expectations shifted from just another very another good runner to wow you can you really have a chance to be one of one of the high school four minute milers in the U S Jim Ryan's record, you know, his record wasn't really on the forefront, but sure. Yeah. Just a a natural progression again. Hey, if you run four Oh six as a sophomore, you think to yourself, well, I got two years to shed seven seconds. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a realistic goal. You know, as a coach, you, you try to, tell an athlete to set a realistic goal you know you don't want to limit anybody you know long long term but to get to the next level you got to take the stairs and so at that point that was where you know you could see well i'm already at this step you take one step and you take another step and it's 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 a logical progression at that point so it was that it was that sophomore year i also 
started to fully commit to it. I hadn't, I didn't train formally as a runner until my freshman year. I was still doing, I was still swimming and I kind of had that tug on me and, um, and I committed that sophomore year and coach Roscoe started coaching me that year. And we really went after the mile as the, as the event, you know, um, complemented by some of the, you know, the eight hundreds and, and obviously cross country too. Uh, so yeah, and then you then you could just feel the momentum start to build and build and build and build and build. Well, let's talk about swimming a little bit. You mentioned that you know you were you were you were really into swimming and a good swimmer, and you know, and I've known a lot of athletes that, that do a lot of swimming and cross training as well. As do you see that as a as as a benefit to, in your case being a, an avid swimmer and and you you know and with the kids you coach now, do you do any cross training in the pool? I. For my own development, it was it was crucial early on. Um, it uh, you know I talked about the mentality, you know that mentality of, of kind of diving into both sprints and distance. Um, uh, one of the things that you you you'll probably you could easily observe the difference in mentality from from swimming to running is that 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 shift from sprints to distance isn't there. You know, uh, uh, sprinters a lot of times will do a lot of volume. I think that's that was part of what nurtured that mentality. And it also it hardened me mentally too. So I had done a ton of aerobic conditioning early on. Yeah, it it hardened me mentally. You know, it, it calloused me. I was I I without kind of like the without the 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 risk of of getting injured, right? Um you mentioned cross training for athletes and uh you know I I that would be prescribed for sure, you know, in the right, in the right circumstances. Um, but yeah, I remember coming into high school and it, they, they were telling me, you, you know, you show up to practice and let's say you're a freshman and they're like, Oh, let's go on a 30 minute run. You know, it's like pretty aerobic and you're only doing intervals, you know, let's just say twice max three times a week. And I, and I, and I said to myself, really, we're only going to do intervals twice a week. And you know, at that point, you know, only running once a day, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> sounds pretty good. You know, it's like a break, <laughs> right? And so, you know, I went into those workouts, and I, I could just—it uh, was—it was like a slingshot. I could just pull back and let it fly. It calloused me mentally, and I did have some other—I I had some other—I'd call it cross training. You know, I played soccer and played basketball, so I had—I had—I had enough running where I'd. You know, my speed development was pretty good. And, you know, the, the plyometric part of, of basketball was almost like doing drills. Uh, so I, I was a, a, a good a good enough athlete where, um, you know, once I started doing a little more running specific stuff, you know, the speed, the, the, the true speed running training that it, it didn't take long for, for it to kind of all snap together. You know, when your high school career came to a close and, and uh, came time to move on. To, uh, run collegiately, and you went to Michigan and uh, All American and cross country. Uh, finished eleventh, uh, I believe, in the in the fall, and then an All American in the fifteen hundred outdoors. Uh, and then you decided that uh, that was enough. you were going to go back home and you're going to train. You're going to become a professional and, and and take this all to the next level. Any second thoughts about that? About not running four years in college? I'm just curious, you know, because it happens all the time, and I'm just curious if anybody ever looks back and says, you know, what I wish I would have stayed, uh, or those that turn pro right out of high school, uh, do they ever wonder, 
what it would have been like collegiately. Did that, those thoughts ever enter your mind at all? Yeah, they do. They do. You know, I, you know, like what, what could have been, you know, I definitely missed some of the things that, that happened at Michigan. You know, the, those guys went on to, you know, win some, do some fun things on relays at, at Penn relays and win some fun, you know, te- team stuff, which, uh, you know, I definitely, mi- I definitely missed out on that. And, um, uh, I can't say that I, I, I didn't miss some stuff. Uh, and Ron, Ron is a fun guy to, to run for. He's, 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 he's obviously super successful. Uh, and you know, the reason why I wanted to go there is because, you know, I, I really, I really, you know, connected with Ron as coach and he's somebody, somebody who you just, you, you, anybody who is, who's met him, he's, he's, he's much, he's very organic about the way he does it. So I, you know, I definitely missed that. But at the same time, you know, I, I was on my own, I was on, I was on my own journey and I had, I had a lot of pressure that, uh, that I put on myself after my high school time. And so, you know, looking back, you know, you described my career in Michigan, you're like, Hey, that's, that's really, really good. This guy was an all American. He won a big 10 title. He won a couple big 10 titles and he was you know, as a freshman, you think that'd be pretty good. But to me, I felt like it was a failure. Which it, that that wasn't the case, but t- to me, it felt like I failed. Well, the bar was uh, you have to run three fifty three in high school. The bar was pretty high. Exactly, it was super high, and so I, I, I was just immature. I was just very. It was just I was immature, you know. And and I I I sort of I I, I just I panicked a little bit, and and I want I I felt the need to go back to what I knew, the coach and the situation that that had gotten me to to where i uh where i ran 353 those are pretty pretty, uh amazing experiences and and do those experiences that you went through help you as a coach today absolutely that particular experience as well you know i mean about being patient and and enjoying the enjoying the journey and that type of thing those make you a better coach i i definitely think that for sure for sure you know at the collegiate level you know, you see a freshman come in. I know now the toll that the transition from the high school level to the college level can take on someone, especially someone that has, you know, that has had a high level of success at the high school level. It, it's, it's a tough transition. And but if it's not this perfectly linear thing, it's not like the end of the story, you know. <laughs> And and my story is not unique. It's not. It's not unique. You know, many many athletes at at a, at, at, at all at a lot of levels. Not just the not just the most no- notable. You know, not not just everybody you read about on on mile split or let's run. You know, it's not only those people. There's there are you could find a could like um, tons of stories about how tough that transition can be. And so I definitely think that you know having that. Knowing that is, is is has been really helpful, and I definitely share those stories and and keep that mentality when talking about coaching. You know, at, at at the high school level now. So we want to pause to give thanks to the local shoe stores that have partnered with us to keep driving the Track Guy Foundation forward by helping put shoes on the feet of Iowa's youth that need them the most. They are Heartland Souls in Johnston and Coralville. Fitness Sports in Clive, Peak Performance of Sioux City, Fleet Feet of Davenport, and Iowa Running Company of Cedar Rapids. 
how do how do the kids approach you? You know, as as the American record holder, or is that something that uh, these kids obviously personally didn't experience you doing it? But is that something that that they bring up or is brought up, or do they uh, they know you're still the man? <laughs> that's that, that's kind of the, the the cool thing about it is that a lot of these kids don't know who I am. Sure, a, a more and more don't know who I am, and it's and it's actually a, a good it's it's great to kind of have sort of be back to where I can kind of have more of a humble or a more humble approach, and I, I can reflect those lessons, but they they don't necessarily know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. At least not yet. Like it's it slowly gets revealed. Sometimes you know you show up to a meet and they're like, "Why? Why are these guys asking for this guy's picture? Like, <laughs> what's going on?" You know, like uh-huh. they like they don't even know. You know, yeah. so it, it's it's definitely it's it's great. You know, and because uh, they don't have to know. I mean, if if if, if they figure it out, sure, sure. But uh, they don't need to know. They don't they don't need to know. Well, but it, it just gives you so many opportunities to to teach them about uh, about life and about how to get through tough times, you know, and 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 uh, dealing with injuries, dealing with success, and dealing with uh, something less uh, than success. You've experienced all of that, so that's uh, a lot of tricks in the bag, so to speak, that a lot of coaches don't have. Like you, it, it's it's neat to see. Here we got the American record holder, and he's coaching at Arkansas Little Rock, and 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 uh, making kids uh, that uh, maybe are four thirty milers in high school, you know, and wanting to get better. And and here you are able uh, to do that uh, is pretty darn special. So, do you see yourself in this profession for many years to come? The update is is that uh, I resigned from Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, really? I know okay. I am, but I am coaching at Catholic High. Uh, here well, I saw Rock. the sweatshirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I resigned from my position there. You know, um, I've got four daughters. One, one is, one is, uh, going on four and a half months. And oh. Joni's the, she's, <laughs> and, and Joni's nine, Paul is six. She just turned six and Gabby's two and a half. So I've got four daughters. And so you know, four daughters and the oldest one is nine. Oldest one is nine, yeah, and so you're gonna catch uh, yourself coming and going, buddy. Oh my! Wow, God. So it's a little more family friendly, yeah. Here, and uh, I'm also going. I'm uh, I've uh, I'm going back to school. I'm getting. I'm pursuing a master's in uh, in catechetics and evangelization from Franciscan University, and that's uh, that's that's the study of catechesis, the teaching of the the Catholic faith, and so I. I, I'm I'm just trying to follow the call of the, the Lord to where I should be, you know, and 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 just live 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 a whole the, the holiest life, live a holy life, you know, and uh, you know, we talk about goal setting, you know, and uh, you know, when I retired from running and, and you know, I I did the triathlon a little bit, I I I realized, you know, like that I need, you know, my athletic goals had left and so i you know i felt this i i i needed to fill it up with the right things you know and you know i set my goal of 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 of, of, of sainthood to be a saint and to go to heaven you know and, and those those are those called hand in hand and that's you know and i a desire to you know coach in a catholic environment and so this opportunity came up 
you know, uh, Coach Boundary, you know, we, we had gotten to know each other because I was at Arkansas Little Rock and, and this opportunity came up. And so, you know, uh, I, I, I volunteer there and, and it's, it's an opportunity where I can, you know, I'm, I can a little more freely, uh, share my faith, you know, in, 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 in a little bit more formal way. Um, and yeah, it's, it's amazing and it's, it's a lot of fun. And I'm also, we're also, we're also, uh, to start homeschooling our, our, our girls. We started with Joni today. Today, today was actually our first day. Yeah, I just forgot. I needed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first day doing that, so it, it's been super fun. Uh, it was it was it was a it was, it was it was a great day so far. So yeah, so uh, definitely a big kind of a some a big change for. But for you're us. still in Little Rock. We're still in Little Rock. Yeah, uh-huh. we, we 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 you know, God brought us here for a reason. Yeah, we, lo- we love it. We actually really really like it here in Little Rock. I love being in the South. I like it where it's warm. I like the warm weather. You know, I even get a hard time. It's like it's, it's like still hot outside, and I'll still be wearing like you know like like a long sleeve or whatever. You know, because I've kind of adapted to that pretty quick. And I, so I, I I love that. And we're we're also a, we're a close closer to family. My sister lives in Austin, so we can kind of get there easier. It's still a decent sure, drive. Sure, 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 sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the family. Let's talk about your wife, Julia. You know, she was an outstanding uh, runner in her own right. Uh, Wisconsin lacrosse and Division Three national champion in the steeplechase and All-American at, in 5,000 meters and and uh, a world record holder, uh, something that her husband uh, was, wasn't was uh, lucky enough to achieve. Let's talk about that world record that uh, Julia holds. Oh, man, that world record. It's it's it was it was awesome, and I was I I was there biking with her. I I biked with her, um, and yeah, it was super. It was it was just a, a lot of fun, and it was, it was a tough, tough day for. Well, let's tell them what the event was. What was it? She ran a half a half marathon pushing a stroller. <laughs> uh, Gabby, and so uh, Gabby's two and a half now, so it'd be harder now because Gabby's bigger. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so one little, one, one, one aspect of that, it is not, it has not been verified and it won't be because we show up to the line and I'm on the bike and we have, we have this GoPro that you're supposed to, to, to record it with and we're, we click on it and like the battery didn't work. And so we're there and it, like the battery didn't go and we're like, Oh no, what are we going to do? And so it, 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 does, it didn't get, it didn't get verified. Actually, one of her friends, I forget it. One of her friends has it now, the official, you know, Guinness Book of World Records record. Sure, sure. But it doesn't actually, it, it's not in the record books and it, and it won't, and it, it won't be. They kind of like, you know, officially said that it won't, it won't be. Sure. So you gotta go evidence. I tried to get some stuff on my phone, but I didn't, you know, you can't, you can't tape for an hour and a half on your phone, but she still did it. She, you know, you know, she knows she had fun. Absolutely. Doing it. Yeah. And, and, Julia's amazing uh, wife and inspiration to me, you know, uh, in, in her, in her, in her faith is, has, uh, has been amazingly, you know, inspiring for me. And, and our first real date was the, the, the day before uh, the Drake Relays mile in 2007, you know, it, she was running for the Indian invaders. And so she was there, she ran the steeple that day, the next day. And so, um, you know, you ask why that, that year was special. You know, 
the Lord works in mysterious ways. And if you want to, if you, you want to see that, you know, reflected in my, in my life there, you know, uh, that was the, the seed that is, that has brought, uh, eventually brought me closer and closer to the Lord, you know, and through her. And we, we've, we, we, we've needed each other to, to help each other, you know, and, uh, we, we've, we've grown, grown more and more in, in, in our relationship and in our marriage. So, um, it's kind of fun to see it go back to really, you know, that was sort of a kind of a turning point for our relationship that day, that, that, that weekend. <laughs> well, I'll be uh, the first to admit that, uh, behind every successful man is a great woman. And, uh, we, Renee and I just celebrated 41 years and, uh, we wouldn't have made it 41 years if, if I was the only person in charge. I'll tell you that right now. It's, it's been a blessing and, and, uh, three grown sons and now four granddaughters. Yeah. I, I'm with you. It's got to be, it's, it's a team effort. You know, it's it, uh, being a successful marriage is much like athletics. It's, it takes a, a, a team effort to, to make it happen and make it work and go through the ups and downs together. So congratulations to, to you guys and, and four girls under the age of nine. It's going to take good athletes to keep, to keep up with those girls, Alan. You're right. And these, these girls have a ton of energy. They're just amazing little, little, little ladies. You're, you're celebrating 41 years. Congratulations. When is y'all's, uh, our anniversary is coming up. Is it in October or? No, we were, we were September 20th. Ah, okay. So you just, you just did it. Just, 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 just did. Yes. Yes, sir. Yep. Got yep. Okay. We're about almost exactly 30 years back. We'll, okay. we'll be, we'll be 11 in a couple weeks. Okay. Awesome. Good for you. Okay. Let's talk a little bit before we close, Alan. What, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, you're just going to follow where, where the Lord sends you. And do you see yourself regardless uh, of that? Do you see yourself? Maybe staying coaching at the high school level. I, I, I assume you enjoy it and working with those young kids and and helping them learn. Is a, is coaching something you want to stick with as well? I I would love to. I would love to. I I I I do not see myself going back to the collegiate level. That's what I do. I do not. For you know, if 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 I continue on the, the, this way, I, it would definitely be at the at the high school at that level. Um. But but or I'll I'll just say I just don't see it as being collegiately you know, sure where sure it, I would say it's like you know my primary you know primary vocation right sure sure um but at the high but, school level there's a lot of kids you can touch and help lead the right way too so I was a high school coach for thirty years and every every day was rewarding. Yeah, it's 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 super fun. Um, but uh, but I'll say that, that that one of the things that I would you know I I I felt like needed to change in you know number one in my life or, or, or continue to change was that I I needed really just listen to to God when when He says you know there's a proper order to things and 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 I and one of one of my regrets looking back and one of really my one of the sins that I had I would definitely have to repent this is, is is i made running the god i made i i made that the idol and so that's that that's i the, the goal is for that not to be the case you know the, so first it's putting god first and, and and then follow the right order so where where is running it, it could be it could be in there you know running and or coaching but it's it's got to be where it should be mm-hmm um that's why I say I, I you know I have to make sure that it stays there and uh, and 
Yeah, and so I'm gonna I, definitely gonna be more, much, way more family time. That that's one of the messages that comes out occasionally, you know, when it should, you know, with uh, even in in the, in the coaching environment. So, yeah. As we close up, Alan, what 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 uh, what did you learn that uh, you would like to pass on to to kids that at an early age think they're going to be a professional something or other, and and very low percentage uh, achieve that? So, what what would Alan Webb share with kids that uh, that want to move on? I'll go back to to my my comment before and just say that uh, make God number one, build a relationship with the person of Jesus. Make that your number one thing. Have a relationship with the Lord where you can say with honest, you can say in your heart that Jesus is the Lord and have that be the first start with that. That's the first thing. And then practically speaking, from a training standpoint, you got to like doing the work, like doing it and like doing all the aspects of it. The long stuff, the short stuff, and all, all the little things, the, the drills, stretching, hydration, and lifestyle, those things will affect your performance. And if you buy into that, you're going you're gonna to do some crazy good things. You're going to see that it really works. And it's fun. And it's a fun process, even when it's hard. Just like your faith journey, sometimes you have to make some hard changes where you're like, oh, man, I have to give this thing up or give that up. But in the end, it's 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 worth it's worth it. Heaven is worth it, and then running fast is fun. <laughs> I can tell you, running fast is super fun. <laughs> so they, they 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 the parallels are very much there. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Alan Webb has been with us on this Track Guy podcast, and uh, still the American record holder in the mile, and uh, uh, just had a, an amazing career and uh, four time U.S. champion. Now a father of four young daughters, and uh, maybe uh, uh, his hardest physical work is yet to come. Alan, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it very much. My pleasure. It was it was great to be on the show, and congratulations to you and your wife Renee on forty one years of marriage. God bless you. Thank you. Take care, my friend. Great to okay. visit with you. If you enjoyed what you listened to, please go to Apple iTunes and leave us a five-star review that helps us reach many more people. And we look forward to sharing more content with you in the near future. If you want to be a supporter of the show or of the Track Guy Foundation, visit trackguyfoundation.com. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show, please email trackguy at trackguyfoundation.com. Again, thank you for all your support. Take care.